You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Thing on how you count the Omer. Uh, Logbomer is, of course, right uh, coming up. And uh, as I said, I think Logbomer, um, as a real full-fledged day of celebration, can only be really understood. And I'll put this right up here as a day of appreciating the mystical aspect of Judaism, specifically the way it was revealed in the Zohar Kodesh and uh, through the not only the commentators, but the ones who really expanded um, the understanding of the Zohar. And it isn't just, oh, it's a holiday from the Kubolim. It's also really a way to understand how Kabbalah has infused itself into our lives, even if we don't really understand it, whether it's the nanuim that we shake on, 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 on Sukkot, whether it's various other things like staying up, all my truas, um, uh, the hakafas that we do, besides the nanuim on Sukkot, um, many of the things that are printed in the Sidurim, the Lushem Yichuds and other things, uh, that many people just, you know, browse through. But I think, you know, those are obviously uh, aspects of uh, of a capitalistic approach. But also even things in terms of halacha that we're not that aware of. Um, for example, um, one of the, you know, key areas where we find um, seemingly a contrast between halacha and kabbalah is... Wearing tefillin on chalamayit, um, you know the the hachro of the rosh, uh, and 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 the, the machaber actually says the bishop says that that the rosh's psak was accepted throughout Spain, which was that chalamayit isn't like the other days of yantif, and therefore would demand wearing tefillin, which of course is a mitzvah saseh that you're makayim, um, and the reason why things turned around. And although there definitely are uh, many, many Kehillas, and German especially, uh, that wear Tefillin al-Chalamayid, the reason why it's almost become the minority has to do with the fact that the Machaber, the Beis Yosef himself, uh, was Machriya based on the Zoyer. And in Hilchas Tefillin, right, you know, towards the beginning of the Shulchan Aruch, uh, we already see Yeah, so uh, you know, Michael points out that the Nanuim are in, the, of course it says to me Menanea, but in terms of um, the Kavanis Nanuim, the, the direction of which, yeah, you know, other than the four directions, but how, um, again, you know, again, it's probably a legion of, 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 of choices I could have used. Uh, but when it comes to Tzvon HaChalamayit, for example, and I'm happy you're here, Michael, because of course you represent in many ways uh, the, the, the minority that used to be the majority in terms of wearing Tzvon HaChalamayit. Um, the Beis Yosef says, well, uh, it, it, it's true that the Rosh learns the Gemara uh, to mean that uh, it's only referring to Yantav itself and not HaChalamayit, but the Rosh didn't see the Zohar. And although he says when, and this is really the crucial thing about today's year, and I, I, it's unfortunate that I don't have that piece of the Beis Yosef there, but the Beis Yosef says the following, where there is a direct contradiction between Kabbalah and Halacha, there we need to follow 
the Poskin, especially the Beis Yosef, who's writing a safer for everyone, whether it's the Beis Yosef or the Shulchan Aruch. There you can't say, well, I'm just going to, go, we're going to be machmer like the Kubolim today, if there's a direct contradiction. And however, if from Bavli, you could learn the Bavli to mean, for example, Chalamoyed is included in the Os. Chalamoyed is enough of a Mikra Kodesh or an Os that it's considered a contradiction to wearing tefillin. And the Zohar is so adamant that someone who puts tefillin on Chalamoyed is Chayev Misa. So therefore, the Beis Yosef goes against the Rishonim, goes against the Rosh, and says we should not wear tefillin on Chalamoyed. Meaning that he admits for most of us the primacy of our, it has to be the halacha, the way it comes from Talmud Bavli, and the way that's interpreted. However, where the Bavli can be seen to align with what comes out of the Zohar and from the Chochmah Sassoid, where that can be seen, where that can be possible to align, there the Beis Yosef feels that one should and is maybe forced to take the Kabbalistic perspective, despite the fact that many Rishonim did not have that and weren't aware of it, weren't open to it. And, and, and this, this is where Rabbi Yosef Cairo, despite being a halachist extraordinaire, um, we see his fealty to the, the world of Kabbalah. We see his fealty to that world which he was very familiar with, which he was actually not only a devotee, he was actually, in a way, someone that had been, although he doesn't mention this in the, in, in the Beis Yosef, as we know from his other sefer, the Magad Misharim, he was someone that engaged in Kabbalistic techniques that allowed himself to go into these trances where the Malach, Malachim, would speak through his mouth. And obviously, although he doesn't mention this in, the, in, 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 in Halacha, you can't deny that he was someone who believed that what's in the Zoyer has incredible Kedusha. So on one hand, he was able to say, well, it's, uh, there's Nigla and Nister, and if there's something that's a direct contradiction, we should not codify what it says in the Zohar as Halacha. But where we can insert that into uh, Halacha, and, and, and it, we, can, we can make them align, even though it's not a perfect fit, and rational good minds like the Rambam and the Rosh didn't see it that way, we should accept this interpretation. And that really is, has, has been, for many, their approach. Um, there are people you know, who, who specifically want to daven uh, through, uh, you know, from a Kabbalistic standpoint and to, and to use um, you know, the Siddur of the Ari and to maybe even try to say the Kavanos that are printed in some of the Siddurim of the Mekubalim. And, and it's in, in, in that way we see that the uh, people like the Chida and others warn against such jumping into such behavior and say, well, look, look, it's one thing that you, you keep some of the Kabbalistic strictures, but don't think that you have the right to necessarily walk in that world. Okay, so that's a little of an introduction. Uh, yes, Lag Ba'imer uh, is important in terms of it. Uh, standing for the introduction of the mystical viewpoint. Now, let me just say one last thing before we get to the sources. It's not a small thing to appreciate what the Mukubolim did. Um, 
I'm not talking about the ascetics who, who lived an incredibly holy life. I'm talking about the ideas of the body, for example, the ideas of physicality. Um, there was, I think, um, you know, uh, a struggle with trying to, to make peace with the desires and issues of the body. And this was something which Chassidus and others uh, dealt with. And the use, in a way, although, again, uh, obviously, we, 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 in our mind, we look at Mekubolam as people that are, are the farthest removed from desires, but they also speak about human desire and the body in a way that gives people hope, that allows them to see holiness within the physicality. Uh, even in their own struggles, um, and, and, and in terms of, of principles that this is things that the Arizal, of course, develops, the ideas of, of, of lifting up the sparks, and the idea even of sinners being able not just to find God eventually, but to really uplift and change and transform what they did through their life and elevate them. I'm sure many of you are familiar with these principles of elevation of the sparks and things like that, Bira and Itzotos. So these are things which in a way, result in a more positive feeling towards themselves, their bodies. Um, it doesn't mean that they take sin any less serious, but it means that, that they are able to process their failures and actually relish the, the future world that, 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 that they're already thinking about that's coming. Um, and, and the world, as, and again, as, without getting into too much depth here, a world that has an olam haba that has the body along with the soul, where, of course, the Rambam feels it's illogical to have a body uh, in the world to come. The world to come has no place for, for bodies. So just this attitude is itself something which probably, again, it's my opinion, you, you can disagree, uh, should be celebrated. And that's something that, that the mystical viewpoint uh, changes even people who never open up a Zohar or never open up, uh, for sure, or never even open the, even something from the Ari or any sort of Chassidish Sefer, they're living in a milieu that has been changed by the Kabbalistic thinkers, people who think from a mystical viewpoint and a, a standing. So I think that is something that, in a way, is why we celebrate Lag Boimer, why we celebrate it. Otherwise, it's very hard to see it as really a day of celebration, truly really be a day of of contemplation and mourning. Um, now, why should it be with the excesses of fires and, uh, you know, and burning things? Okay, that's a really, that's a question I won't even touch with. Now, I want to start with, with, uh, and again, I didn't mention in the blurb, and part of it was for a reason, but I want to start with the Shiloh that was asked to uh, Rev. Usher Weiss. Let me see if I have it up here. And um, here it is. This was a question that was about a year ago, and that shows you how much maybe things have changed in a year or not. There's maybe people here, and again, I, please please participate and tell me if, if I'm wrong in, in any assumption that I make. So this was a Shiloh that came out. It was, um, it was approximately, this was printed last Rosh Hashanah, in Elul of last year, but, uh, and I don't know when the question was asked, but it was a, you know, definitely more than you know, six or seven, eight months ago. The, the situation might have been changed, and there are those of you who probably know this better than me. But here was the question that was asked of Asher Weiss. Okay, there's someone who is working in a hospital, 
And I don't know, it sounds like he is definitely a doctor, as you can see here. And his job is to take care of the COVID patients. Now, experts have said that if you have a beard, if you have a beard, um, misibas hagona ainen isgeris alpana ba'ofen hermeti. It doesn't really close on your face hermetically. Aha. Uh-huh. If you have a beard. Okay, so I guess the point is, is that we know that you wear the mask primarily to guard. He sounds like it's guarding yourself. I've heard others say that it's that you should not um, give it to someone else. Not necessarily. What? It's both, really. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I I asked Rav Taitz about this last year. not just about the Omer, but about Cholamoy Pesach at the time. And he's, uh, you know, he, I don't know if he was talking specifically to me, but, you know, typically, as you know, Pesach is, yes, right. he, he was basically saying, if, if, you know, if you feel there's any issue of safety, by all means, uh, shave, uh, or right, shave right. What, what part of your face you have to. Right. But, but, but I, I guess it's true. I guess, the, I guess depending how thick your beard grows, but having the mask sealing is obviously better than when, when a beard, Michael, and, or, and all of you, when it's pushing out. But the, the Shaila here was, um, this doctor was, whether he was a chassid or someone, but he had been affected by the, the, the attitude that, that Kabbalah has strengthened not to, in any way, shape, or form, shave your beard. So what should he do? So. Michael mentions the, if there's a chashash sakona, so every, even if it's oser, right? Uh, you know, even if it's oser, I'll be din to shave in any way, shape or form. That gets pushed away when you have a question of pikuach nefesh. Um, so. Robert Kivilevich? Yes. I even remember cases years ago, uh, uh, some Israeli Air Force people became Balei Tshuva, and they quit the Air Force uh, under the pretense that they couldn't, wear, couldn't grow beards while they were on the plane with, the, with the, all that. Thing. So it's, it's, a, it's a big issue, actually. Uh, okay, you're right. And, 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 and we're going to see from a tshuva that I have from uh, Chaim David Alevi that there is a... Um, that there is, um, uh, uh, about especially among Chabad uh, Hasidim, um, and, and and the more Chabad, and, and we're going to talk about why it's Chabad more than the other Hasidim in, in, in a minute. But anyway, um, so so Rav 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 Usherweiss, who we know is a Chassid, we know that he was actually a student of one of the great uh, Hasidish Rebbes of the of the last century, uh, the Kloisenberger Rebbe. Um, and studied under him, and really, you know, uh, he writes, he says, he says, that is Midas Chasidus. So in other words, as we're going to see, when we look at the sources, the Isser of Giluach is really, which is an Isser of Minatora, is only Bitar. Now we know this from uh, the Psukim in this week's Parsha, this is from Parshas Kedoshim, where it says, Lo sashkis es But uh, if we move towards um, 
the Pasik in this week's parsha, where it says, Pas lo yigalechu, we realize that the Gemara in Makos tells us that this is now a combination of giluach, which is a, a, a method of sort of being malakate, gathering the, the, getting the hair off of you with a keli, uh, and using, you know, a certain finesse, but also, as it says in Parshas Kedoshim, with hashchosa, which means that what is, what fits that bill? What fits the bill of something that is giluach and hashchosa together? So the Gemara says it's tar. It's a razor, what we know is a razor. So a razor is able to, um, just getting the sources here, a razor is able to uh, be similar to a uh, and that's what the Mishnah and Mako says, you can see it up there on the board, that right? And that's based on the fact that you have the psukim from this week's parsha and the psukim and the Pasuk and parshas uh, Kedoshim, so that leads to the Isser Daraisa only with something that is razor-like. Okay. Um, now, the question, of course, is um, scissors. Is scissors mutter? Okay, misparayim. Now, again, the, the Gemara speaks about something called malkate. Is malkate scissors? Something like scissors. Is the, but the post can actually speak about misparayim, which we know is two blades that cut like, uh, right. So the question is, let's say I'm able to cut with, uh, with scissors. It's not like one uh, razor that, that cuts straight and directly. The scissors actually catches the, 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 the hair, you know, with, with the bottom, uh, section, and the top one does the chopping. Okay? So that is the question whether you are allowed to shave with scissors, or whatever you want to call not shave is the wrong word, whether you can cut your hair with scissors. Um, the Rambam says that in Hilchas and I'll talk about why it's in Hilchas in a minute, you're not chay of makos until you take a razor to your hair. To your face. Now, again, it, 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 as the Beis Yosef says, it's very hard to know where exactly the Pa'as the Kanacha are. Uh, and therefore, because of the Chumrah of, of an Isra Daraisa, you know, many parts of the, of the face, and if you're looking at me, I don't know if I'm a good model for that, but many parts of the face, we have to be Machmir because it's not, it's not 100% clear what are the what are the parts that are called the payas of the zaken of the zakan? One thing I should tell you though is that it's clear from the Rambam and other of the poskim that if one does take off the hair on his face in such a way, he's chayev not just once five times, he's chayev five makos if a person shaves uh, completely, because there are five places. Where they are exactly, which parts is a machlokus, but if you shave them all off, you're dealing with the, not just one Aveira, you're dealing with Makos five times over. Okay, so the Rambam speaks about this, and he says that, 
Giluach sheyesh poashchosa. That's the Gemara. But he says, if you use misparayim, you're potter. Now, you've got to be very careful when you write a, a sefer that is going to be accepted for all Klal Yisrael. Um, potter, does that mean it's oser? To even use scissors? That's what the Sefer Achinuch says about the Rambam. He says, potter, but he still can't do it, oser. Now, why would it be oser? So maybe we're only talking about in Yisrael the Rabbonon. So if this is pshat, we're dealing with, an, uh, not even in Easter again, we're not talking about shaving with a razor. The doctor who asked Rav Osher Weiss would be talking about using a, uh, some other means. We'll talk about whether an electric shaver is considered like a razor or not. But assuming that it's an electric shaver that the postgame, and again, there's a whole big discussion about this, which are the shavers that you can use. It's very, it's actually a lot of fun when you read the chuvas, the one they were written, they, they, they mention all the brand names, those you might be familiar with it. Uh, Ronson, Bron, uh, you know, I, I love, especially, you know, you know these, these Israeli postgame, you know, that uh, they talk about, again, Ramesha also, of course, is, is, is a lot of fun when he writes, when he talks about all the new uh, products and he writes them all in Yiddish. And, but the Israeli postcom also speak about the various, the various shavers that are on the market. And of course, there has been a change, but, you know, there's, there's a whole, very, almost a confusion about, you know, whether the lift and cut is, 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 is a problem or not, uh, is, is, is the Norelco, which is the issue again. So I don't want to get into all that. I just, there, there are certain electric shavers that the postgame are more machmer about, and certain electric shavers the postgame are more makel. So assuming that in the case that Rav Asher Weiss was talking about, this doctor was able to find the shaver that qualifies halachically. Okay. The worst it could be. L'chora, it would seem, there might, uh, it might be a Rabbonon. <laughs> so when you said the Rabbonon, Right, especially here now. Again, whether it's even if it's, you know, uh, whether it's mamish pikuach nefesh or close to pikuach nefesh, lachora, Rav Asher is correct in telling him that, you know, there's, you know, you should do what you can in terms of, of that, of, 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 of even though you've never shaved before. Um, I should mention to you, I found this very interesting, that the Kesef Mishnah writes that. The Rambam didn't mean that. The Rambam, when he says potur, he really meant to write mutter, but um, based on the you know based on the way the other part of the Mishnah had gone, dealing with the 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 the, the, the payas of the rosh, it says. But really, he means he wrote the word potter, but he really means lekatchila nami shori. And very interesting that the you know the 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 the, the Beis Yosef himself, the Kesef Mishnah, writes that it should only be uh, it's mutter lekatchil, and that's what he says, as you can see in Shulchan Aruch, that if you use the right type of um, the right type of material, it's mutter, it's mutter to to as we would say to remove the hair from your face, afilu ke'ain tar. Um, now. The Ritva, which the Beis Yosef didn't necessarily see uh, on Makos, the Beis Yosef does quote the Ritva, uh, but not extensively. 
And, you know, this is, you know, and the Ritva definitely was a posek. We have chubas from the Ritva. So, the, but even the Ritva, when he talks about not cutting your beard, he says, it's a midas chasidim, so the Ritva, already writing in the 14th century, wrote that people don't know that you're using scissors and going through the trouble of using the scissors. And therefore he says that if you can, keep your beard. Why? Because people don't know. Um, and um, if you do, I raise them Mishubach. So the Ritva gives a pat on the back for people that are more um, that are more makbid. By the way, Chacham Avadya says that this Ritva wouldn't be relevant today. Chacham Avadya says the Ritva made sense at a time when the difference between the two options was so great, most people would think that if you come with a, your face shaved, that most people would think that you are uh, but over here, there wouldn't be, a, but today, the fact there's so many um, ways to shave normally in a mutter often, you don't have to worry about the ritva who sort of invents this chashad of, 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 of Chilu Hashem, of, 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 of Marasayan. The Chsam Sofer, I promised I would talk a little bit about the Chsam Sofer. There's two things I want to mention on the Chsam Sofer. The Chsam Sofer writes that um, that um, the reason why we should be makbid on shaving um, using a um, scissors is because of what was found in the Gillian of Atosvos. Now, Again, the Truma Sadeshen was the great German Baisik, or Israeli servant. And many of these Rishonim had access to Tosos that we don't have. And they were called Gilionos. In other words, there was no, this is before the time really of uh, you know, the, the printing press. And therefore, you know, there was just various manuscript copies. And the Truma Sadeshen happened to have a manuscript copy of Tosos. Uh, and what did it say there? It said the following. Truma quotes this. Now, what's the real difference? What is so great about scissors? Basically, the bottom holds the, the hair and the top does the chopping. Many people are nizar to not use scissors because they're worried maybe they're going to, they can't keep their hands still. And the bottom bottom blade is also going to be moving. And what's going to happen is the bottom blade will be the one that does the cutting. When the bottom blade does the cutting, so it's basically a razor, even though it has this top one that's also coming down, it's basically sharp like a razor. So, the Trumas Adeshan um, quotes the Toysavis who says, to be nizar, using a scissors, because you might think that you, it's a suffolk, you, you're not going to hold it properly, and what's going to happen is, is you're going to d- turn your scissors into a razor. So, from a, so it's a, therefore, you, not because people don't know, like the Ritva, but another reason. Why? Because it looks like uh, because we're worried it might turn into a into a razor. 
Um, and the Truma Sadeshin agrees. It is very careful. It is very hard to, to make sure when you cut with scissors that it should be that way. So therefore, he says, I don't want to say like places that people shouldn't cut their beards at all, but don't use um, a very sharp scissors. Um, you should not use the sharp scissors. Okay. When it's very sharp, that's when you have to worry about that. In other words, if this, if this, if it's a little bit bland or not rusty, but if it's a little bit not as sharp, then you don't have to worry about that. So the Truma Sadeshin tells you the Chumrah, but he also gives you a Kula. The Ramah, by the way, it says your site tomorrow, as well as Rav Shimon Yochai. The Ramah writes... That's why, by the way, I don't know if you appreciate this, uh, uh, but it's always bothered people why we say lag ba'omer. Even people who count, like the Vilnagon and like the Svardim, call this holiday lag ba'omer and, and not lag la'omer. And uh, I have heard an answer, although I think it's, 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 it's perhaps a joke, but it's a good answer to say that since the Ramah, Nusach is Ba'omer, which of course is the uh, Minag in many Ashkenazi places here in Elizabeth as well. So the Kavid, the Ramah, even this, even the Sfardim and the Mukubolim referred to this day mostly as the Lag Ba'omer, like the, the way the Ramah says you should count with the Bays. Anyway, what does the Ramah say? The Ramah says, because it's your site, the Ramah says that People are nizar kishem mistapim misparayim shiyase hekef agiluach bechelik ha'elyon min amisporas v'lo betachdon. They're very careful to make sure that it's only the top blade that does the cutting, and not the bottom one. And so you see, based on this trumas adeshen, you see there are people that are nizar. But again, the trumas adeshen says it's only if it's um, it's only if it is indeed uh, sharp. Okay. So Lachora, you know, it, it would seem, if, if you gave the right shaver, it would seem that there isn't that terrible of an issue here. Um, it, it, the most it could be is an Isra the Rabbonan. It's probably, and even the Beis Yosef, I'll trust the Beis Yosef over the Sefer Achinoch in terms of the Rambam, that it's probably only a, uh, it's not even a Rabbonan at all. So really the whole Chumrah of not shaving is really mostly from the Mekubalim, right? And what is it that it says in, in, in Sifrei Soit? So we take a look at the at, at the at what it says in the, the Sifrei Asoid. It says in the Zohar, Vai lamanda oishit yode bedikna. Yakira Ilo. Now, Dikna is the beard. Now, Ilo, of course, is your face. So the Zohar says that terrible it would be to, and you can see that they understand the Zohar to mean that it's a it's an Isser Gomer to and, and the Chida, when he quotes the Zohar, says Al Pisod, Usr Gomer. Meaning, it's also to do anything 
In other words, putting your hand there and taking any hair out of your face is oser. Now, the chidah, is, 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 it's quite fascinating. The chidah, actually, before he writes this in the Shiri Bracha, he also mentions, and, and Rav Asher Weiss quotes this, that the minig was in many places, and he mentions this specifically, Nogu Baore Edo Rabin Biore Hashem Lahaniach Sam Ki Isoraka Alzkano. So the Chido, who was a great traveler, who knew what was going on all over the places where he went, he started off, of course, as a Shuyach from Yerushalayim. He ended up dying uh, in, in Italy. Um, and, uh, you know, he was, a, he was great at his job in terms of generating uh, support for Eretz Yisrael, but he also did a tr- took advantage of his travels to, to meet with the Gedolei Oilam throughout Europe and to uh, become more uh, familiar with manuscripts. And of course, he was able to write uh, magnificently the Shema Gedolim, where he talks about all, uh, like an encyclopedia of all the authors and their works. So he basically was an incredible, incredible personality. Uh, and he knew what was going on, as he saw in those communities that he went to, you know, communities that were um, uh, full of Rabbonim and Tamir HaChachamim. And he saw that in many of these communities in, the, in Italy and other places, that people who were makbed on mitzvos uh, actually put some on their face. And that some was able to um, to basically get rid of all their hair. And he says, they are right. It's mutter gomer, based on halacha. Because there's no way, even if you want to say scissors is, can be a tar, and you should be makbid in the suffix daraisa, because you don't know how to hold your scissors. Or maybe even like the postkin who say, when it comes to a shaver, you might be holding the shaver so close, or a lift and cut is basically, right? But putting, um, uh, putting this material on your body, on your face, lechora has no, it's not similar to a razor in any way, shape, or form. Um, and therefore, he sees many people who are doing that. Of course, here in America, this is the way the Yeshiva Bokram, and I'm talking about in the 30s, 40s, and 50s, look at all the pictures. I know from my Rebbe Rav Heinemann, who was in Lakewood uh, with, with Rav Aaron Kotler Zatzal, and he mentioned how all the students um, who didn't have a beard, in fact, it was considered, uh, it was almost considered a chutzpah for uh, a, a bocher to be going with a beard. Um, you look at the pictures in Europe of Rav Shimon Shkops Yeshiva. Um, the shaving was almost, or at least getting rid of, it's like, you, who gives you the right, at least this was the 20th century uh, mindset, that you don't have the right to, to sport a beard. That's the sign of, of, of great wisdom, of, of, of achievement. And therefore, the students of Rav Arankawa, the students of Rav Shimon Shkop, and I heard from Rav Heinemann, as I said, that they used to use uh, the, oh, I forgot what it was called, but they used to use the special ointment on their face, and they would, that is what they did. There were the, the other things. What? The pillatory. 
propilatory, right? And 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 this was done by all of them. And as the Chidah says, um, you know, again, it's a it's a it's heter gomer. Now, and he says that uh, and this was happening. Now he says it's it's nice that uh, he says in Turkish countries the Jews are allowed, following the Muslims, the Chidah says, and they're allowed to uh, sport beards, and of course that's a beautiful thing. But clearly, in, 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 in the Christian countries, I don't know if they were being persecuted for their beards, but I think what the Chidah means is that the Parnassa, the, in other words, being part of the community and actually having jobs and being involved meant that they couldn't stick out like a sore thumb. And therefore, uh, despite the Kabbalistic um, uh, warnings against it, it would be Osir. Now, um, it, it should be mutter. Now, let's talk about Chabad for a minute. The, the posek who really um, puts it on the map is the Tzemach Tzedek, known as the third Lubavitcher Rebbe. Um, and, and there's no question about it. He was one of the greatest uh, poskim of his time. To say it's only the Lubavitchers that think that he was somebody, that, that's no mistake. He was not only a, a great posek, but he was also someone that took a, a tremendous role in Claudius Rowe's uh, future. Um, when there was a question about um, you know, introducing secular studies and other things into the yeshivas and things like that, um, the, the Tzemach Tzedek was one of the premier uh, 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 postkin. So the Tzemach Tzedek wrote in his chuvas that, okay, it's definitely Osir, according to the Rambam. He disregards the Beis Yosef. But he also came up with another Isser. And the other Isser that he mentioned was that it's Leisilbash. Okay? That the Isser is of shaving is another Isser. The Isser of looking like a woman. Because a woman wouldn't want hair on her face so this is a, a, a way of being overly feminine. Okay, now, the Tzemach Tzedek didn't just invent this out of thin air. Let me uh, share with you um, the following, Rabbeinu Bachia on in Parshas Kedoshim. I'll make it a little bit larger for you here. So many hope you'll be able to see it a little bit better. Here is Rabbeinu Bachya. Alderach Hapshat. Why is there an Isser uh, to shave your the pass of 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 of, of your of your face? Kedei shol yivato hasimen shakarish baruchu rosha b'min hazocher. Kedei lahavdilo mimin hanekeva. There's ways you know who's a man and who's a woman. Men have the hormone whether it's testosterone or whatever it is, I believe that's what it is, that leads to a hair growth on the face in much greater amount than women do. Uh, uh, Rabbi Kivalevich? Yes. I, 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 I heard the, 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 the rationale. The thing is, in the Middle East, uh, just bear with me, both men and women 
wear, because of the climate, because of various tradition, very, very long clothes. So without the extra identification, it, it really becomes important to be to separate men and women. In the West, as you know, until very recently, the clothes were very distinct for men and women. And men were, you know, short, uh, whatever, they were the leggings. Your point, your, your point is very well taken. And I think that's what Bachya means. You know, okay. in other words, you can't tell. Okay, you know, that's right. You, you, uh, you like not every not every person woman has an hourglass shape, right? And some men, right? So how can you tell, right? But this is definitely in the face. You can tell: is it a man or a woman, <laughs> right? So therefore, someone who shaves, it's hefa Hashem who osa. He's going against God's idea. It's like klayim, kamisha zareya klayim. You're mixing. It says Lumineu. So this is a, a similar point that uh, the Tzemach uh, pursues. So in other words, what we're talking about is the Isra Diaraisa of Leisilbash. Okay. Now, the, the truth is, is that the, the Gemara does speak about Leisilbash Diaraisa in terms of me, uh, if a man would uh, would shave his underarms. That would be Leisilbash. Or if a man would trim his genital hairs, that would be Leisilbash, because that's considered uh, the derech of women. So is the Tzemach Tzedek correct that it might be Leisilbash to, um, to shave? Okay. So the, here's Rabbi Hill Yaakov Weinberg. And again, he was from Hungary originally, but he became, of course, the the, the rector and the, the main postsec of the Eldersheimer Seminary uh, in Berlin. And was really world known as a world-class postsec. Um, and this is what he writes. V'kan sarachani lahoyer shedas ha-goyin ha-kodosh ba'u tzemach tzedek. No one, he's a goyin. He's holy. This uh, even if you would use, um, even if you would use um, uh, scissors, and he holds the scissors firm, or using the 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 the, 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 the material on your face, it's loy silbash. He says, and I love the way Poskim write. We should all take a lesson from this Sarideyesh. Again, he has a very strong rationale. But you need to honor the generations that preceded you, especially considering the incredible work that Tzemach Tzedek did in terms of Jewish education, in terms of Psak, in terms of Chassidus. It says, I can't really, dis- I, 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 who am I? Rav Yechiel Yaakov Weinberg says, to argue with someone from that generation before me. I want to show that there is what to be made. Why? Because basically it, the point of the Easter is not you look like a woman. You don't do the activities that women do. That's the Easter. 
The Yisr is not, oh, your face is so smooth, it's like a woman's face, the way the Tzedek understands it. Tzedek says, this, okay, now that you're shaven, now you could be like, um, what was his name? Jim Bailey? Michael, that's for you, um, uh, uh, Mark. I don't know if you remember Jim Bailey, but uh, maybe you remember him, Leon, as well. The ultimate, um, the ultimate uh, impersonator, right? <laughs> the ultimate impersonator. Uh, he was able to impersonate all these female stars, these female, and he had a great voice, right? So uh, it was a big hit in the in the early seventies. I, I remember Jim Bailey. Right? He could dress up like looks. He could look like like everyone. And he had a great voice, so he could mimic their voices too. But the first thing you need to do to look like a woman is to make sure that you're shaved, right? To make sure that you're shaved. So that's the way that Samach Tzedek understands the Yisr. The Yisr is, okay, uh, this is the way, and, and like Dr. Kogan says from the Rabbeinu Bachya, okay, in those days, you, you, how do you know if you're a man? You look like a woman because you, you, you don't have any hair. And even if you want to say it's women dress differently today, but if you don't shave, that's the first thing you got to do. The Sri the, the disagrees. He says that the Isser of Leisilbash is, is the activity that women do to beautify themselves. And therefore, most women don't have a shaving problem. But hair does grow on their underarms, and hair does grow in their genital area. So therefore, to do that would be the Isser, would be Leisilbash. So um, therefore, he feels there is no Leisilbash Daraisa. Uh, and again, this gets, this is all a fascinating issue about, again, of, you know, like, for example, applying another place we have Los Silbash is applying a dye, hair dye to your, to your hair. So again, in Shulchan Aruch, it says if you dye your hair, um, and again, there might be heterim if you, if you're a person that goes, you're going prematurely gray, but generally as if you're already in the age and you're dyeing your hair, you're also over Los Silbash, uh, Daraisa, possibly. So, but that's because women would do that too. You know, clear all, right? Women would do that to dye their hair so they should appear young. Um, what's interesting though, is what about the wearing of a toupee? You know, is, is, isn't wearing, you know, is, is wearing a toupee, you know, trying to, to be effeminate? And obviously, again, based on this, it would not be. You know, in other words, obviously, you know, it's not anything that shows that you care about your looks as usher. In order to be a silbash, it would have to be something that women do. Women generally don't lose their hair. Although, again, you know, from women wear wigs and other things. But again, that wouldn't be a silbash. So, if the Sri Deish is correct, and I, I believe he is. So therefore, we don't have an Isra Daraisa in terms of shaving at all. The most you could say well, could be Makbedaz as, 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 as Alpisod, Alpikabola, that it's Usr. But once again, here's an area where Halacha seems to trump Kabbalah. Halacha seems to be clear, not that way. By the way, I should mention, before we uh, wrap things up here, I should mention to you the um, Rav Kook Zatzal was asked about this Zohar. And Rav Kook says, if you look at the Zohar, the Zohar says, you're Sholach Yad Bidikna. Sholach Yad Bidikna means in the normal way. But if you would use uh, any of the uh, other types of ways, that's not awesome. Yeah, it's a, a little bit of a dochek in the Zohar, but that's Rav Kook and the Makubal that he was felt one could say the Zohar means. Sholach Yad Bidikna. Right. And again, part of it is your face is similar to God's face. 
And that's all part of the Kabbalistic mentality that you are sort of like a microcosm of God in a way. And therefore, what you do on your face sort of represents your whole spiritual outlook. Okay, so let's go back to Rav Usher Weiss now. So Rav Usher says that... um, He also question, mentions that Tzamach Tzedek. He says, I know that Tzamach Tzedek says it's also to, uh, even if you can be expert in the way you hold your scissors. But look what he says here. Dvarav menugodim with pashtas asugis. V'kola poiskim kulam. Rav Asher Weiss, though he might be, says, and again, he doesn't even mince words. It's it, it, This really... And again, we could give a whole sheer about Rav Usher Weiss's ascension to being the posek in Corona and the posek, you know, for, for many. I mean, Rav Usher Weiss is the darling of many in the modern Orthodox world as well. Uh, many of you know that. He has gone to a lot of modern Orthodox shuls and many of the people that help uh, propagate his ideas are people that you wouldn't expect lining up with a uh, Kleisenberger Chassid. And this type of language Rav Usher uses here contrasts to what you just saw in the street Ayesh. Look what Rav Asher writes. He says, I know that's an Tzedek, but what he writes is against the Sugis. And all, he is almost the only Paisik who says that there's an Isra Daraisa of doing anything, touching any of the, 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 the beard on your face. So he says, That's your job. You don't have to necessarily take another job. A person makes a job choice. Now, one of the things which we could have talked about before, Michael, and everyone, is that Rav Taitz was talking about pikuach nefesh for everyone. Now, I, I especially believe with 40% of us vaccinated, I think that's the number in the U.S., and the CDC, what they were saying, I don't think anybody would consider, um, um, well, you tell me, is wearing a mask mamish now Definitely outside is definitely not pikuach nefesh now, right? I think I think we could probably get the, the the ascension of everyone today. I think Rav Usher was talking about this doctor who is uh, involved with COVID patients. So, and that's his job, and he doesn't have to switch jobs. So there, it, had- it certainly depends upon your situation. I mean, I, I work at a hospital, so yeah, there, there's a there's obviously there's a chiluk between. You know, that's why that's why a psaac is really supposed to be for the person who's asking it, but for the shoel, not for anybody in general. You're correct, Michael. But and again, people, I would say Rav Usher's psaac, calling it, you know, again, how important that mask should be is, is, is definitely a psaac that you could be macabre when you're involved like a doctor in pikuach nefesh. And in fact, look what Rav Usher says. I love this lotion as well. He says, you can't say someone else should do it. You can't say, look, I, I, I don't want to shave. It's my religious responsibility. I've been following the Kabbalistic path of never shaving. That's what I've done my whole life. Uh, maybe I could do something else in the hospital. No, this is zoo mitzvah. you're in this situation. This is what God wants you to do. This is your command to be involved in saving lives in the COVID ward. Zuchovoso, it's your responsibility. Vizu and this is your schus that you have 
to to actually shave your beard, have the mask on you as firmly as possible. Up until now, God will love you for the fact that you tried to live like the Zohar. You tried to accept the humrus of the Tzemach Tzedek. And, 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 and like the Chidah himself says, that this is what the Hasidim and Jews always looked like. But you're going to be makabo even more schar for separating yourself from that derech. You're going to have a more scar for, for, for going into normative halacha world and shaving and saving lives because of that. And again, it's a wonderful way that, 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 that Rav Asher puts this. Now, again, and then I, I, I think that that itself really gives you, uh, as I say, um, you know, when, when we deal with chashashas and, 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 and questions of mamash pikuach nefesh, to savi pikuach nefesh, we sort of have to weigh what's going on. And here is, uh, you know, like, like, like this area that, that I just mentioned. Um, if a person, for example, let, let, let's say now, um, would, 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 do, do we need to be masked and hermetically sealed in our masks uh, today? Again, I would say, again, Michael, you can respond to this. Um, you know, you know, even... Now, if, 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 if being in shul or being indoors, would you say a person should try to shave as much as possible in order? To- I, I would say that when you're indoors, especially for an extended period of time and where you can't control the ventilation, there, there, are, lot, there are lots of issues that come into play here. So indoors versus outdoors, ventilation versus lack thereof, how close you are to others, what extended period of time or lack of extension are you are together with other people, all these things. And, and, and are those other people vaccinated, right? I know, right? All this, right. But, but remember, Rabbi, the, the vaccine isn't a guarantee, right? It's, it's you know, a, a certain percentage, you know, it's 90% effective if you're exposed to how much, we don't exactly know, right? Um, that you won't get it. One in 10 chance that you do, if you do get it, it will probably be less severe and most people don't die from it. But you could be spreading it to somebody, even though vaccinated people seem to spread it less, right? You could be spreading it to, say, an elderly member of the community who would die from it. Okay, so, you know, I, I'm not going to argue about being masked. My question is, would we need to be hermetically masked? That's my question. And if that's, and, and, and if what's stopping you is your Kabbalistic fealty to Alpisod, then... You know, would you, again, would, would you have a taina? On, 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 and again, we've seen rabbis and people with, we've seen people with the mask, like, you know, sort of flayed on their beard. Again, I, I don't mind, you know, I, I, I love this give and take. You tell me, my, Mark, what do you think? Do you think the rabbis should trim their beards more so the mask should fit more securely? Well, again, I, I think Michael's right. It depends on the, the person's circumstance. You know, if they're working in a hospital, and it might even not be a COVID thing at that point, right? It, you, you wear masks under, you know, certain conditions where people are highly communicable or very vulnerable, right? And it has nothing to do with with uh, COVID whatsoever, right? You know, two years ago, back in time, you know, you wore masks into certain rooms at certain points, like in surgery, would you like your surgeons not wearing masks? You know? <laughs> right. Uh, Rabbi Kibalevich? Yes. I'm just wondering something, maybe it was invented, you know, how we have uh, shower, you know, how people have shower uh, caps, 
if they have something like that for beards, if the, you know, uh, I don't see why such an invention would be. Okay, so, so you're talking about rolling up the beard in sort of a cap and then stuffing the it, and then and stuffing like it under the mask. mask and stuffing it under the mask. Yeah, I think that would be the best solution. I don't think the guy, the guy might the guy might pass out. <laughs> right. Right. Because you're right. You can definitely roll the beard up and uh, in, in, in sort of a, uh, a mask. Right? But again, I, I would say that this, you know, I, I, you know put it this way, let, let, let's, I'm going to end with this other thing. Again, we might want to talk about this even, like, for example, now we have the CDC's um, uh, new idea about if you're vaccinated and that you can go outside without a mask. So we know there are people who are worried about an Eruv who don't hold of the Eruv and are worried about a suffix daraisa about our streets, right? Now, maybe it's only at the Rabbanon, I'm not sure, because the streets are small, but assuming that they are walking in streets, huge streets like Ocean Parkway and others like that. So we know that there might masking now, based on the CDC's uh, own guidelines, wearing the mask on Shabbos uh, might be, uh, again, a problem. It might be a, a suffix carrying Teresa. And that, that, that's subject unto itself, right? What you're doing with an air of uh, right. just right. classes, you know, for example, we used to be a, a question. So Right. And, and, and it's one thing, Michael, when the glasses are attached to your face, one could make the point that there's a certain style, um, you know. Uh, and again, if, if one does what I would, again, I'm worried about it myself. Again, I'm, you know, I have a, I, I weren't Erevid a number of times. I sort of have an issue with, with using an Erev and, um so what I was doing up until last week uh, was walking with the mask um, dangling. But I think the, the mask dangling, I think, is for sure a problem. You know, in other words, the mask on your face straight off, even if there's no Eruv, um, it, 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 the mask on your face straight is probably, you know, could be considered Derech Malbush, and especially if it's protecting you. But if the CDC is right that the mask is not protecting me in public anymore, uh, I, I don't. I don't. I don't think the CDC is saying it's not protecting anymore. That last year they were saying it is protecting. It's. It's just more like based on common sense and perhaps on, to a degree on anecdotal. Right, levels. but but if I'm walking to Shul, look, Michael, we both live in Elizabeth, so we walk to Shul. In yeah. our streets, it's not like downtown Manhattan, right? It's not like you know, or uh, on on Coney Island in Brooklyn. You know, walking on Coney Island Avenue, like, like, right, right. So we can clearly walk the streets without getting close to to someone. Yes, yes, that's what I was, that's what I was about to get to. It, it, last year, you know, when when the, our shuls in Elizabeth were all closed down, so we had more time for for a Shabbos walk, right? And I used to used to walk with my kids uh, before uh, Studos, Shainis, and so on. I didn't walk with a mask because I was together with them the entire time. So. I didn't need a mask next to them. And if there was somebody else walking, we just kept our distance. Right. So, Not an well, issue. so I would say, you know, the Hector, the postcom came up with wearing masks in a place without an Eruv was that it's protection, right? It's protection that you need. It's like, it's, 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 it's better than a bandage because it's, it's right. I would say, again, you're, everyone is open to disagree, but based on my reading of what the new situation is and the reading of the postcom, I think that if you don't hold of the Eruv and you wouldn't necessarily carry, 
like in a, in a place, then I would say walking in the streets in a, in a place that's not crowded, you should not walk with your mask for Shabbos reasons. Um, just, just to get back to Minchaz Asher, by the way, uh, anybody is not, I recommend seeing his uh, post Psakim uh, related to Corona and probably in general, but you should know, I'm sure Rav Kiv knows this very well. When it comes to, to, to his Psakim on, on Corona, and masks, he's not so much concerned with whether you're going to get it as opposed to that you shouldn't spread it to others. It's right. a very important point that he makes repeatedly, uh, you know, especially when it comes to Tshuvas regarding what somebody in, in Shul does and doesn't want to wear a mask is, is he a Rodef and so on. Yeah, okay. You know, again, most of what today was is, I don't, I don't like repeating myself, but most of this is about Kabbalah and Halacha and how we are dochet. Um, the The Derek Agav, I was what I was preparing up until the CDC came up with this guideline was wearing masks in a place without an air on Shabbos. This is why I'm sort of like bubbling over with it <laughs> in a way. But once you know the CDC came up with this, um, you know, and, and so I would say have your mask in shul. You know what I'm saying? Have your mask in a place in shul if you are you know, wearing your mask inside in shul, like many shuls. But I think there might be a problem today. Walking with it, uh, if you are mocked on carrying without an a, with, yeah, I, I, I say, yeah, that there's an issue there. And, and, and again, even last year, I would have and I did tell people if you're going to stay away from everybody while you're outside, you don't need a mask, you're just with your immediate household, and, and, you're with and, and therefore, and if you don't use the air of Michael, it would be a problem of Shabbos right, right. because because the head there is it's protecting me, it's protecting you, but. But right. so again, on, on that side, anyway, obviously, I think that this sock, which was written six or seven months ago, although it was written for a doctor. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.